right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights, the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. Hello, my name is Alex Mason, your host, and I am so grateful that you're joining me today. I'm recording live from Ithaca, New York. Shout out to all my Cornell MBA folks out there. But no matter where you are, where you're from, what side of the world you're listening to this from, I am just so grateful that you're here and learning with me because we're going through all of the different technical aspects of investment banking and other aspects of the profession too, because we're going to make sure you're prepared for your interviews and beyond. So let's go ahead and get into today's question, which is an advanced valuation type of question. And you know, we've been talking about M&A premiums analysis, and we've also talked in the past about precedent transactions. Well, today's question is this, what is the difference between M&A premiums analysis and precedent transactions? What is the difference here? Because, you know, they seem very similar. We talked about precedent transactions as one of the, the three pillars, the three major valuation methodologies, and more recently talked about M&A premiums analysis. Let's kind of compare and contrast here for a moment. Well, for a premium analysis, all of the sellers must be public because what we're doing in an M&A premiums analysis, if you recall from a prior episode, is we're looking at share prices. We're looking at share price data specifically. And so that's the reason why we need to basically look at only public companies. If we look at private companies, we're not going to get that share price data. So that's one of the differences. And then another difference is M&A transactions, I mean, they might have an overall broader data set than simply looking at quote unquote precedent transactions. Because think about when you're actually looking at the data. Let's say that you're in a slow market, which I'm recording this in the third quarter of 2023. The deal-making market is pretty slow right now, (laughs) pretty slow. I don't know if you looked at any of the data out there globally, but deal-making activity has steadily declined from its height in 2021 when there were records being broken in terms of the amount of deal-making activity that was going on. But the world has changed in the past couple of years, at least here in the United States. Interest rates have gone up significantly, uh, still manageable, but still still a significant rise in interest rates with some hypothesizing that rates will continue to be increased further. And what has that done? It's driven down investment. It's kind of driven up the number of businesses who are waiting and seeing what the environment is going to be like before they go out and strike a deal with another business. And so that's brought overall fees for investment bankers down. It's brought overall deals down. So if you're looking at precedent transactions, there might not be a lot of precedent transactions recently that you can actually look at depending on your industry or the size of the deals that you're looking at as a basis for your your data. But if you look at M&A transactions more generally, you may be able to find broader sets of data. Of course, If you're filtering by industry and filtering by size, you're probably going to have some of the same companies pop up, especially since with M&A transactions, you're filtering specifically to public only companies, but it just depends, right? Precedent transactions, you may be looking at potentially a smaller set of companies, but overall, those are some small things. 
When we think about these two types of analysis, M&A premium analysis and precedent transactions analysis, they're really very, very similar. You're screening for companies that fit your profile based on certain attributes, and you're coming up with a relevant data set. That's what you're doing at the end of the day, and it's not that differentiated. You're also then using that data to inform the valuation of your target. That's ultimately the reason that you're even doing these forms of analysis. You want to figure out the valuation of your target company. And these are just, just tools in your tool belt that you can use to do that. Remember, all these things that we talk about on the show, especially the technical aspects, they're all just tools that we use to achieve a result. They don't have value in and of themselves. It's so that we can actually get somewhere with them. And so that's what I would leave you with when thinking about valuation in general, as well as this specific question. Okay, so that's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. I hope you're having an amazing, amazing day. Join me next time. A little bit of a special episode for you. I won't spoil the surprise, but it has absolutely nothing to do with technicals. <laughs> but, um, but I still think you'll enjoy it. So join me next time for that. I'll see you next time and have an amazing, amazing day. Take care.